In mining, there's something known as rock burst. It happens in deep mines and tunnels around the world. Deep drilling causes the rock to shift and buckle. Shards can unexpectedly burst from the tunnel walls, injuring or killing miners. I'm Henry Kronk from eLearning Inside News, and in collaboration with CKT 90.3 FM, this is Code Burst. Code Burst is a story about a violent, unexpected shift in the structure of the global economy. It focuses on a coding boot camp called Mind Minds, but it involves the growing skills gap, the tech industry, the increasing obsolescence of higher education, and one married couple who either tried to make a difference or tried to make a buck. This is a story about trust. Last week, I spent most of the episode introducing the coding boot camp, Mind Minds, and going over how contradictory their media coverage has been. This week, I'm going to start from the beginning. I'm going to lay down their backstory and discuss what people close to the free and nonprofit coding boot camp have to say about it. In this first section, where I go over their origins, all of the following information has either been confirmed by two or more news sources, or it has not been directly refuted by anyone. So here it is. Some years ago, Amanda Locker, a native of Nemacolin, Greene County, Pennsylvania, the one-time heart of coal country in the southwest corner of the state, was traveling in, of all places, Lithuania. On her travels, she met Jonathan Graham, an Englishman. Both had studied computer science in one form or another. Graham had recently developed a platform that allowed for live coding music. They fell in love, married, moved to London, and later relocated to Chicago, not necessarily in that order, where the two took up lucrative tech consultancy jobs that combined grossed about $500,000 per year. On July 4, 2015, the couple traveled back to Locker's hometown in Greene County, Pennsylvania, they were surprised to learn that Amanda's brother, Marvin Locker, was worried about his job security. He worked at the nearby Console Energy Enloe Fork coal mine, and it seemed like the company was going belly up. There had already been multiple rounds of layoffs, each of which Marvin had survived, but many of his friends had lost their jobs, and he also supported a wife and three kids. He could tell which way the wind was blowing. Amanda and Jonathan encouraged Marvin to learn to code. They were making a tidy sum, they told him, and there's no shortage of jobs. The more they thought about it, actually, the more they realized that the whole region can benefit from an education in computer coding. Beginning in August, the couple began organizing their first program. They spread the word via paper leaflets and Facebook. They operated out of the town's fire hall. Among their students was Marvin, Joseph McKenzie, who I'll speak with uh, later in the show, and eight others. Locker and Graham drove the eight hours from Chicago every weekend and conducted virtual sessions on Wednesday evenings. They began by teaching their students Ruby, a language that could be applied to many different tasks. They soon progressed to other languages, such as HTML, CSS, JavaScript, and more. The weeks passed. The course concluded. In January of 2016, while Locker and Graham were holding an informational session for their second run of their boot camp, the first journalist stepped in the door. Daniel Moore, accompanied by photographer Michael Henninger, was developing a long-form feature for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Their story, The Boom and Bust of Pennsylvania Coal Towns, is an excellent read, and it marks the first coverage of the Mind Minds Coding Boot Camp. 
As Moore writes, quote, where coal miners in the past would congregate, uh, referring to the town hall in which the coding instructors were conducting their event, quote, Jonathan Graham and Amanda Locker were hoping to convince the residents that computer programming, not digging more coal, can help save this town that has crumbled since the Buckeye mine closed in the 1980s, end quote. Moore describes Locker and Graham as idealistic yet slightly naive heroes, struggling in the face of significant adversity, investing huge amounts of time into a cause that might not pay off. The piece bears quoting at length because it would come to inform much, if not all, of the following coverage of Mind Minds. Quote, Locker and Graham had a series of rhetorical riffs. Why is Silicon Valley the only place coders can make a living? Why do local businesses have to call developers in other time zones when they need affordable software development? Why are Greene County workers relegated to the whims of the extraction industry? And why can't we teach classes here for free that cost thousands of dollars for people in cities? At the January information gathering at the fire hall, some of the students stood up to speak about what the classes and the prospect of more business in town means to them. Marvin Locker told the gathering, quote, they told me there is enough coal for 40 years, that your kids can come work. Now I'm starting to think, what am I going to do? Coal isn't going to be around forever. The next speaker was Shane Baker, who put in seven years as a contractor at Enlow Fork and carpooled to work with Marvin Locker. Days after he decided to join the spring class, GMS Mine Repair and Maintenance laid him off. Quote, I never thought I'd do something like this. I thought that was my career but I don't want to worry about the industry shutting down one day. That coverage would later turn into something like the clip I'm about to play. The following comes from the WNYC show, The Takeaway and it aired just a few months after the Pittsburgh Gazette put out their piece. Here's an irresistibly upbeat story now from Waynesburg, Pennsylvania, in coal country. With 40% fewer jobs than in 2012, coal miners are seeking out second jobs to support their families, and many have turned to coding, disproving those like Michael Bloomberg, who claimed you're not going to teach a coal miner to code. Amanda Locker knows how wrong that is. She's a co-founder of Mind Minds, a free computer coding training program. Welcome, Amanda. Hi, thanks for having me. You're a free training program. What do you do? Just pass the collection plate uh, every uh, every week when you have classes? Well, we're really lucky because the uh, the tech industry pays really well. So both my husband and I were working uh, full-time in Chicago when we got started, and then we heard that the coal mines were starting to lay off, so we were able to self-fund. Since then, we've we've quit our full-time jobs and we're doing this, so we do take donations. There are lots of different kind of grant programs available that we've been told we need to start looking into, but really, we're more the type of people where it's like, well, let's just get started. Let's Let's have some results. Let's show people what can be done, and then we'll kind of figure out the funding later. The worst business plan ever, right? <laughs> so, wait a minute. I, I'm I'm burying the headline here. You ditched two good jobs in Chicago to come to Waynesburg to set up a free retraining program for workers. We did, yeah. We're living off savings. Mind Minds is a not-for-profit, but we also run a for-profit consultancy where we've ended up hiring the the students as they graduate. We hire them, and then we can do some some consulting work. 
And the message from the community is, look, we aren't going to be hopeless. We aren't going to just accept the fact that uh, things are changing and be left behind. We're going to seek new opportunities and look for them wherever we can find them. And sure enough, we have the uh, resources here in our community to do exactly that. Oh, my goodness, exactly. I mean, there are people being laid off in drones and they have to look for other options. You know, they could easily just give up and and accept some sort of government help. But that's kind of not who they are. They're hardworking people. I think, you know, coming in and offering this for free, people were a little bit skeptical and a little bit just blown away by the by the idea that that could happen. But after they got past that, it's like, yeah, why wouldn't we be working until 2 a.m. writing code? And so then the job market, how does the job market find Waynesburg and uh, really see what a unique community and what a unique potential workforce this is? Yeah. So, I mean, that was one of our first concerns. We, you know, we came in to, to give people skills, not really knowing where the job market would lead. But I have a bunch of friends in, in the industry who are coming at me saying, OK, well, when when can we start using your team? especially the the local market was much better than we thought as well. We had local business people come to us and say, well, we can't really do anything with code because it's it's a quarter million dollars to build a website. We, we just can't afford that for a small business. It was really fun to go back to them and say, well, what if we could do it for a whole lot less? And, you know, for just a few thousand dollars, we can build an app or a website to, to help a local business grow. But at this point, most of our clients are, are local. You know, it's hilarious. People keep saying, oh, you're doing such a great thing. Not really. Like, we're having a great time. We work for ourselves. We're having a blast. Um, We're helping people. It's not like work. We're just, we're having fun and, and it's just working out. Just like everything she's letting you down. It's all the same. I don't think Locker and Graham intended at this point to carry on practices that would one day lead to what some reports name as 60 of their former students joining together to file a class action lawsuit against them. And I'm not sure that Mind Minds has ever been guilty of that. If I were doing something good and people said those things about me, I'd get angry. That was also Joseph McKenzie's reaction. Joseph enrolled in the first Mind Minds course in Nima Colon. He had a very different experience from the former students who told KDKA Pittsburgh, a CBS affiliate, that Locker and Graham had overpromised and underdelivered last November. Hello. Hey, Joseph, can you hear me? Yeah. Sweet. Could you just begin by introducing yourself? Yeah, I'm Joseph McKenzie. Uh, I grew up in Green County, Pennsylvania. I've always liked computers. Could you tell me about the first time you heard about Mind Minds? Uh, it was over three years ago, and I was browsing on Facebook, and I seen that they had an open house that they were doing to teach people, or not teach people, but to show people uh, what they wanted to do about an idea they had to bring the tech industry to the rural southwest area 
Pennsylvania and West Virginia area. And I wanted to check it out. They said they teach you how to program. I didn't know nothing at all about programming. So I had no idea what I was in for when I first went. But I wasn't doing anything at the time. So I figured, why not go check out to see what they have to offer? And uh, as the course went on, what was your experience with learning to code? Wonderful. They, uh, they started out teaching us how to use Ruby which is a really fantastic language for starting out with. Learned a little bit of HTML, CSS, which is the backbone for websites and stuff, JavaScript, moved on from there to what I really, really love, which is doing a lot of the online cloud functions and serverless architecture, dealing with Lambdas, RDS databases, like that. How long did the initial program run? Probably about six months. And what happened uh, when the six-month period was done? Uh, they offered me a full-time job, and I took it. And like, what kind of work were you get? Were you doing with with Amanda and Jonathan? Uh, we were building websites for clients, for uh, some businesses in West Virginia, building uh, a website slash like pro uh, program for this uh, chain of grocery stores to help out some security stuff, and uh, a bunch of really cool stuff like that. Were you working full time for them at this point? Like, did they have uh, clients to keep you busy? He really didn't have that many clients at the start, but I was working full-time. We had enough work to keep us busy. And uh, what about your classmates? Were they also hired along, and were they working with you as well? Um, Yeah. Uh, it was me and one other lady that got hired on at first, and like a month after that, a couple more got hired on, and Everybody that had completed the class at that point got hired. And since you have, uh, you've you've gone freelance, is that right? Yeah. And how's that work treating you? Oh, it's gone wonderful. I mean, sometimes it's slow and stuff, but it's, I love it. I get to work on my own schedule, my own hours whenever I want to, and then and it's the pay all depends on what clients are currently working for and stuff like that. I feel bad sometimes with people and give them discounts for maybe a certain, but <laughs> I figure, you know, whatever. They have to work with me because I'm still constantly learning. So they're helping me. I'm helping them. Everybody's happy. Nice. I've heard from a lot of people I've spoken to, I've heard really nothing but good things about Mind Minds and about Amanda and Jonathan. Uh, but if you go and search Mind Minds on the internet, there's a lot of negative press. Are you, are you aware of uh, kind of like the various investigative reports and lawsuit, the lawsuit that's filed against them right now? Uh, I'm aware of it. Yeah. I like to keep up on everything. Is it, does it seem just totally strange and out of the blue for you like it does to me? Well, I just, 
I don't understand it because I have worked with a lot of these people that make these claims, and you know, I can't un- say how they feel because I don't know how somebody else feels, but they're really smart people, and if they just put the footwork into it, like, I know with me, it took a lot of resumes in, and a lot of people saying no, and constantly having to learn and learn and do more work and more work, not make any money. I mean, it's not easy. You can just put one resume in and get hired on right away, being so new. Yeah. What what about the people who were saying that uh, they were... Um, you know, offered a work apprenticeship program after completing the course, and then they got fired like a few days later. Uh, I'm not really sure about that, but yeah, um, you, yeah, it's, it seems crazy to me. Nothing like that happened with you guys, huh? No, 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 not. I loved my mind since day one of the three and a half years and I've been with them you know in and out in and out and like just they've always been really good to me and everybody that I've ever known I love them and like I just I don't understand some of this that's going on right now like I told you in the email it gets me angry when I hear people talking bad about them because they have done so much for me for me personally for me in the business sense, every sense, and everybody that I know. I mean, they 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 paid out so much money out of their own pocket when the first class started. They were coming in from Chicago every weekend, having to drive in, and nobody was paying the gas then. But they bought me a brand new computer because I didn't have a computer that was good. Every time it would come unplugged, it shut off. They, they are definitely one of the nicest people that I have met in my long life, and I've only known them for a year. This can get confusing, but Mind Minds began their operations in Waynesburg, Pennsylvania, which is in Greene County, near where Amanda Locker grew up. After success in Waynesburg, they began to partner with the Community College of Allegheny County, which is based also in Pennsylvania. While they were still partnering with CCAC, they expanded into West Virginia and went on from there. The students who first voiced their discontent to KDKA reporter Andy Sheehan, they were from a run at CCAC, Community College of Allegheny County. The students who filed a class action lawsuit, they're from West Virginia. The two students, Max Pakropowitz and Brian Lewis, who spoke to KDKA's investigative reporter Andy Sheehan, leveled the following claims. They said they were promised a four to six month apprenticeship. So was Joseph, but he wasn't fired. Pakropowitz said, quote, without that six months experience, it's pretty hard to find a solid employer who's willing to take a chance on you and say, okay, we'll hire you, end quote. Joseph had that benefit. 
But Joseph also reiterated how hard he worked to get where he did. None of this was easy. By Andy Sheehan's own reporting, only seven of the 20 students at the Community College of Allegheny County who took the program graduated. Of those seven, six were soon let go. As KDKA reported, the Community College of Allegheny County has since dissolved their relationship with Mind Minds. They began their partnership back in August of 2016. At the time, CCAC released a statement saying the following, quote, This is the first time CCAC has partnered with Mind Minds, which is based on the premise that anyone can have a successful career in the technology industry. The organization has successfully taken residents of southwestern Pennsylvania through its training program into full-time positions as software development consultants. They then quote Amanda Locker, who said, Partnering with CCAC brings great advantages to the students. In addition to gaining the skills required to start a new career within the technology industry, participants will be able to access student support from the college and receive a co-branded certificate of completion, as well as continuing education credits upon successful completion. The report continues, Most coding boot camps are based in major cities and have significant tuition costs, according to Brian Hannon, director of the Center for Professional Development at CCAC. What sets this course apart, Hannon said, is that participants can fully fund the tuition through opportunities that are available through PA CareerLink, or they can self-fund at a very reasonable cost. Locker and Graham used their wealth of industry experience to assist successful students with job placement. They also provide the opportunity for potential employment with MindMinds Consulting, which offers software development consultancy services for local, national, and international firms. There are two important points there. First, the coding bootcamp offered the potential for employment with the Mind Minds consultancy firm. I'm not saying that hiring someone on for a couple days and then firing them is a great thing to do, but it also kind of seems like Pakrapowitz and Lewis didn't read the fine print. The second point, when Mind Minds partnered with CCAC, the bootcamp wasn't free. They could get funding from something called PA career link or self-fund at a very reasonable cost. Mind Minds has long maintained that they don't receive federal or state grants. And here it kind of seems like they're getting money from federal and or state grants. I got in touch with Elizabeth Johnston, who was the executive director of PR and marketing at CCAC. I wanted to get three pieces of information straight. They are what was the nature of the partnership with Mind Minds? Was it free or did students need to pay for it? And why did the partnership end? Johnston told me the following, quote, the class was tuition based, although those enrolled happened to qualify for training under the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act. As the college is always interested in training or retraining unemployed and underemployed individuals in new innovative ways, and coding jobs are growing, CCAC hired a non-credit instructor with expertise in coding and teaching. After the initial semester, which only enrolled five to six students, the college made the decision to move in a different direction." End quote. Unfortunately, I'm not sure how much I can trust Johnston because some of this information is incorrect. Mind Minds did run for more than one semester. I know this because I checked the course offerings for 2016 and 2017. 
Also, the press release I just read had nothing to say about the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act, but it did mention funding via the PA career link. When I pressed her on this, she responded saying, quote, I am misunderstood. We actually ran the program twice, once in the fall of 2016 and again in the spring of 2017. Five CCAC students were enrolled in the fall of 2016, one in the spring of 2017. Apparently, these students were mixed in with the MindMind's other clients. And two, funding was available via CareerLink. We placed the program on the Education and Training Providers list through the Commonwealth Workforce Development System CareerLink. End quote. I don't know how true this info is, but a few things seem to be pretty plausible at least. First, it seems like the partnership with CCAC ended simply because there wasn't enough interest. Second, it seems that most if not all students were allowed to attend the boot camp for free, but that doesn't mean that MindMinds wasn't getting paid. I have a hard time believing that CCAC is getting all of the CareerLink and or Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act funds when they're not pulling any water in the effort. So then, what happened to Max Prokropowitz and Brian Lewis? I'm going to take an educated guess. The folks at MindMinds had a good chunk of change saved up when they started this venture. But by the summer of 2017, after operating for over a year, I think the well had begun to run dry. These guys weren't just renting space, they were buying their learners new laptops. They came to rely more and more on their consultancy work. They hadn't necessarily lost any of their passion, but they still needed to be able to keep the lights on. Along with that, I don't think that they had as much success with their consultancy work in the local or even national market as they had initially hoped. Joseph McKenzie attests to this as well. After a few runs of the coding bootcamp at CCAC, I don't think they could afford to employ someone who wouldn't be able to deliver solid results. Out of necessity, they raised their standards for their apprenticeship program, which, after all, totally depended on the business they could bring in. It's entirely possible that Max Pakropowitz and Brian Lewis simply couldn't meet flush with MindMind's bottom line. In other words, it may not have been any fault of theirs that they were let go. Maybe Mind Minds just wasn't bringing in the business to employ them. listening to Code Burst. This episode was produced as a collaboration between CKUT 90.3 FM and eLearning Inside News. Check out eLearningInside.com for a story accompanying this episode, which includes transcripts of the interviews and links to the resources I use to compile this information. I'd like to say thanks to Evan Dent, Julia Isler, and Tamara Filiovich for helping me put this episode together. All of the music you heard throughout is from Daniel Monkman, who is currently playing under the name Bloom. His LP containing these tracks is forthcoming. And also, thanks to Joseph McKenzie for being such a nice guy. 
right, well, one other thing. Uh, I don't know if you, you can keep this on the air or not. Uh, I seen that you were learning how to program, uh, do web development. Yep. And I wanted to uh, offer you, if you ever need any help, feel free to call me or email me, and I'd be more than happy to give you any assistance that you needed. Oh, thanks a lot. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I could have yeah, used I, you, I thought uh... it was pretty... I thought it was pretty cool that you were learning that. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> Next episode, I'm going to discuss how Mind Minds funds their program. I'm going to play an interview I conducted with the co-founders, along with an interview I did with Amy Gatz, who works at the Southwest Corner Workforce Development Board. My name is Henry Kronk. Thanks for listening.